Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wrestle me, Mark. <laughs> the worst start. Well that done. That is nowhere to start a podcast of any description, wrestling no, or otherwise. That was that was a pitiful. Uh, uh, a taste of things to come. Um, <laughs> I, I, I feel very, very much like I've not recorded anything for a long, long time. Oh right. Okay. I think when we record at the minute, it's quite a lot of the time. It's under a bit of duress because we're like, oh god, we've, oh god, we've only got, got a week yeah. in the in the bag and everything. Mm. Um, I just feel like we haven't actually sat down and done this for a while. <laughs> right. Well, I like, just sat down and done it. I in a I couldn't remember the phrase "wrestle me, Pete." <laughs> <laughs> How are you? What's going on? I'm good. Just, I've just had the first haircut after lockdown. Oh, oh it's so the the my the sides of my head are so cool right now. Oh, you look you look very good. You look a bit like a minor character from the Fifth Element. <laughs> no, or Vikings. <laughs> yes, that's actually everyone, right. where everyone's got an undercut and they're a bit blonde. So my my fro- I've got, I've gone from full blonde to frosted tips. <laughs> yes. look, it's very wrestlery. It's a very wrestler it is it is it looks it looks very good i'm very impressed with it i think think it's absolutely banging Um, (laughs) i look like dutch mantel (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know who you look like pete you look like cm punk don't you uh do i yeah here's a uh, little tweet i got this morning from jimmy steamboat uh he writes a bit of a strange one right but i found an old photo of pete in google images Mm. and then i posted it into the wrestling subreddit claiming it was cm punk It was quite successful if Pete needs a wrestler gimmick as Punk's Hartlepool cousin. (laughs) Now, that's the picture of you there. I I caught a glimpse of that from over the room. That's me with my... uh... Uh, when I was in my band One-Eyed Willie. Yes, I when thought I was, it might uh, be. When I was 19, playing a Dan Electro. Never buy a Dan Electro new, because the man who owns Dan Electro, I believe, uh, is very anti-gay. <laughs> well, there you go. The, um, a, a rock musician it doesn't like rock. homosexuals <laughs> burning their disco records. Um, what venue was that in, do you remember? Uh, that was the... I think it might have been Stay Free... Or maybe the uh, it, it wasn't a venue that was a um, a, a workout uh, practice room. Gotcha. Might be stay free. Might have been the one around the corner that I whose name I forget in Leicester. Anyway. Here's the thing: not a single person who's replied has any idea this isn't CM Punk. <laughs> it has it has been taken entirely as oh, gospel by everybody who has seen it. Oh, magical! Uh, you've got the mayor of Suplex City has commented here, <laughs> Pete. He says, "Wait." This is actually uploaded by WWE. What? (laughs) So he's not only seen a picture of you, which is not of CM Punk. He's then gone... 
that means CM Punk's coming back to the WWE. I mean, he's really <laughs> jumped too far. Uh, Friendly Fire 1977 says, love how huge those pants are. Brings yeah. back 90s memories. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people who, who, who do post on Reddit always sound like 80s night disc jockeys. Right, okay. So, love those vibes. Yeah. Love uh, those vibes. Those pants bring back 90s memories. Love those jorts. <laughs> yeah. Here's Michael Bolton. Um, <laughs> Insomniac Inc. says it's like you can just hear the three-chord punk emanating from this picture. <laughs> I mean, come on. We all played that stuff in high school, he says. <laughs> um, Sleep is Wonderful uh, says putting Cena's jorts to shame. I know, right? And, Made them uh, myself from some bigger jeans. Did you? <laughs> I did, yeah. Uh, and King Fez says, now you might, this might be a reference that you will understand. Maybe mm. this is something to do with the uh, pop punk world. Right. But he's written C. Anthony Punctano here. C. Anthony Punctano. So there's, not, is not... there an Anthony something Tano? I'm not sure. I, I'm not going to get into analysing Reddit, you know, <laughs> posts. Reddit maniacs. I mean, the idea that, that it means anything other than what he thinks it means, you know. Oh, that'll that'll sort out Anthony Punctano, who I was at school oh, that's, with. That's wonderful. That's yeah. the very enjoyable. I'll have a check that out later. No one tell them that it's me. Just let it, just let it, just let it shift into uh, Google Images as CM Punk. The thing that, that I did think about that is I was like, oh, that is funny. Well done, Jimmy yeah. Steamboat. Well done. Very, very well, well done. done. Um, I, but I looked at it and I thought, ah, the thing is, you see, like with WrestleMe, mm. I do rely on Reddit yeah, and things but, like yeah. that for, for, for <laughs> yes. information. Yeah. And I was thinking, how many things have I said over the course of the last two years <laughs> that are just essentially Anthony Punctano, <laughs> where, where I've sort of gone, interesting. Oh, Anthony Punctano. Yeah. Oh, did, yeah, did you know Lita once killed a policeman? <laughs> you know, absolutely made up by some idiot. Oh, um, we, wonderful. We had it... another tweet this week, which, which again follows on uh, from, from, from you being like a wrestler. Mm. But we, uh, we, we got a, a company called Vortex Pro Wrestling, Right. who said when they do their first show back mm. would we like to go and be on rival sides in the main event tag team match where we would introduce <laughs> the lads and get to do a promo yes and i looked at that and i thought do you know what that would be quite fun and even better turns out that that vortex pro wrestling are based in burnham right now burnham is, is a place Surrey? yeah it's between slough and taplow right and i was born in taplow and i lived for the first three of my like three years of my life in burnham <laughs> so i was thinking this is the perfect homecoming story oh my word I thought, it's the classic promo isn't it where you go i was born right here in burnham <laughs> and everyone would applaud and i'll go and at three years old i got out as fast as i could <laughs> so, i was thinking this is tailor made Pete, have you ever been unbooked? <laughs> Vor- just... Vortex Wrestling have deleted that tweet. Really? I'm heartbroken. Oh, why did they delete it? I, I, they, I... Did they talk to the uppers? The, the, the uppers? <laughs> the upper management saw it and went, don't you, you, don't, don't you bloody do it. Don't you fucking do it. You've seen what goes on in here. <laughs> you know, the last thing we need is two men coming down with microphones. <laughs> <laughs> the, I should, should stress it's not the West Country. <laughs> I, to be fair, I've still got that T-shirt that I'm wearing in the John Cena photo, so I could, and, and I do own jots, so I reckon I could probably get, I just need to get some etnies. Fantastic. Uh, that is a, uh, I mean, there are, there are no real, like, pop-punk gimmicks, you know. You've, no. you've, you've got sort of, like, Darby there's, Allen. There's a reason for that. There's no pop-punk. 
Punk fans <laughs> oh, anymore. I know. In AEW, who's got that skate sort of right. thing still going on, that hardcore mm. thing. But yeah, I just, I, I suppose the closest one would be Mark Andrews, the British wrestler. Right. He, he has his own band called Junior. And they're very much <laughs> like, all their songs seem to go, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, very much not for me. Enjoyable. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, Vortex Wrestling, I, I presume it's fallen through because they've probably they- had a call from one of the bigger federations yeah. who have what, said, what time guys... Was, what time of hoping. the day was the uh, tweet uh, uh, kind of posted? Yeah. Oh, it could have been late. Uh, do you know what? I think it was so Vino early Veritas. that it was very it was late. late. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing Veritas. that the British wrestling scene has been so decimated that we are now seen as being <laughs> main event caliber. <laughs> we've, we've got to, we just need two more, just two more. What about those guys who do that <laughs> podcast that they swear in? Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> listening, to the, listening to this episode, he opened it wrong, don't... <laughs> Book him. <laughs> you couldn't see him saying wrestle me, Welcome oh. back to a whole new <laughs> set of fun. Uh, it's WrestleMania. Uh, XXX. XXX. Triple X. Triple X. Oh, so many boobies being <laughs> seen. And, oh, bums. It the man out of... Triple X was the man who turned into the Fast and Furious man. Vin Diesel. Chronicles yeah. of Riddick. Riddick's yeah. Vin Diesel. Triple X, triple X is one of those films that came out. And that was that sort of when they used that Triple X thing, it seemed very edgy. Yes. And it really sort of reclaimed the, Tri- the from, from three from Yeah. Yeah. What did X... What did... What a hardcore... What is hardcore... Because Triple X was always hardcore, wasn't it? Yeah. So what does hardcore pornography do now? Well, um, they sleep with their mothers. Yeah, well, it's it, be a lot of that. And it's, yeah, it's it's just it's it's slightly mainstream now, isn't it? <laughs> it's everywhere. I mean, isn't it, yeah. it is that funny thing. I, I, this is not a. Do you remember the the 80s podcast? Mm. I mean, it's not I mean, a bad it, idea. <laughs> the, the 80s wrestling we did was the best stuff we've ever covered. Exactly. But there is that that thing of you know uh, it, people do not understand how little <laughs> pornography used to be accessible. Yes. And that I don't know. I mean, nowadays it's very accessible, isn't it? Oh, it's oh, it's incredibly accessible, and um, people are just getting into deeper and deeper weird kind of... I was happy with boobies when I was young. Yeah. I imagine there's kids now who are obsessed with... I mean, go on any kind of internet for... Like, go on 4chan, for uh-huh. example. Hugely uh, into um, cuckolding yeah. uh, tr- trans-sexual uh, porn stars. Humiliation, like, very big humili- these days. <laughs> Humiliation. Humiliation and operations. It's, g- <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just the... I don't know what's going on with the male ego uh, mm. recently. Look, tra- tra- transsexual porn, fine. But the, the whole cuckolding kind of being kind of dominated, kind of being um, the, the piss taken out of you, I, I just don't get that side of it. I'm no. embarrassed by my own body already. I don't need to be. I'm already laughed at in most of my sexual encounters. <laughs> I don't need another guy in the room doing it. I do get still people on the street will occasionally like have a pop for no reason. <laughs> you know, uh, a bloke uh, years ago asked me outside Kentish Town Tube Station if I had a lighter. And I went, yeah, there you go. And he went, yeah, cheers, biggin. <laughs> biggin. Biggin. <laughs> biggin. Go, you know, what I, what I didn't do is immediately go, oh, that's really hot. I thought, <laughs> I thought that guy's a, a prick. Um, what, what we're saying is if you're young and you're into something, you know, that is sort of a bit left field, you've got to stop. You've got to reel it back. You've just got to stop. Just get, get be into normal stuff. There's nothing wrong with a little kiss. Pokemon fine, hentai less so. <laughs> Enjoy it, but don't make... People endure it. No, absolutely not. Mm. Well, as they say, Pete, a good time occurs when we lose sense of what time it is. Yes. Um, that's the, that's the, the opening line of this WrestleMania. Awful. Um, Fucking awful. <laughs> this is four hours long, and when I saw that, I was like, oh, I'm going to put this to the fucking test. <laughs> Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Um, this is, uh, well, I mean, how did you find it? 
I thought it was brilliant mm. from start to finish. Mm, Divas probably not, uh, as always. They've never had, they've never had a good match at WrestleMania in, in nope. memory. Um, uh, yeah, it was just fucking great. Uh, it, it's it, flew it, by. It's a banger. Um, what what's sort of interesting about this before we get into the WrestleMania that we saw is how different this WrestleMania was going to be. All right. So it was in January, pretty much. They had uh, an entirely different set of matches that they were going to have. Mm. Now uh, a lot of people have always said, "Oh yeah, well actually, you'll find that the Daniel Bryan storyline was completely set in stone." It's just they handled it really well mm. um, uh, and didn't reveal uh, what was happening. Not true. Not true at all. <laughs> so CM Punk uh, went on Instagram uh, long after he'd left the WWE and he'd found the old running order for WrestleMania 30 when he was still on it. Right. So he'd left WWE uh, before this WrestleMania, very unhappy with the way he was being treated by the company. But the original booking sheet would have had this ma- uh, this, this WrestleMania would have been Randy Orton versus Batista for mm. the World uh, Heavyweight Championship, Triple H versus CM Punk, Undertaker versus Lesnar, Cena versus Bray Wyatt, Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus, Big Show versus Kane, and Roman Reigns versus Dean Ambrose for the US uh, United States Championship. Right. Um, Punk talked a little bit about this whole uh, match they tried to put together with Triple H. And he talked about it on Colt Cabana's Art of Podcast, I think, later uh, this year. So we're in 2014 here. And he said he had a final meeting with Triple H and, and Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon really tried to sell him on going, we'll give you the main event of WrestleMania. It'll be you versus Triple H. Um, um, Punk then turned to Triple H and said, uh, you were not very nice to me during my period uh, when I was champion. I didn't think you treated me with any respect. Um, <laughs> Triple H said, well, do you know what? I'm, I'm happy to do the job at WrestleMania, to which Punk uh, said, I'm walking away. And he told Colt Cabana, I didn't want to give him the fucking privilege. <laughs> I mean, just you arrogant, punky boy. <laughs> um, what, what this really, really talked about is something that, that happened in WWE at this time, and it makes this WrestleMania so exciting, which is... They uh, tried to push uh, their agenda, which was going, Batista's come back, mm. he's a big star, and we're going to put him against Randy Orton in the main event, and that is a WWE-sanctioned match because um, Daniel Bryan is not the sort of person who is the face of this company. Right. And what was so exciting is the fans refused to accept that. <laughs> they demanded that Daniel Bryan became the face of the company and at WrestleMania 30, basically... They had a month in which they decided, yes, the fans might be onto something here. Then he becomes the face of the WWE. And it's one of the most exciting storylines that I remember ever seeing. And I loved it so much. This slightly pulled me back into wrestling Mm. after a period of not being very interested. Because the Daniel Bryan story was so exciting and it was exciting because it wasn't about necessarily what he was doing in the ring which was always really good it was the sense that will they let him win (laughs) and if he wins he becomes a star and if they refuse to make him a star then it will just be awful yes (laughs) so what you get is a storyline that runs through wrestlemania that isn't just is this man going to win the championship Mm. it's saying is the industry going to listen to this very vocal fan base and give them what they want instead of what they think they should have. Right. Thrilling! Mm. Um, This was the first WrestleMania since WrestleMania 19 where John Cena didn't win a major championship or partake in the main event. Um, Right. There had been uh, uh, other defences at WrestleManias, uh, Eddie Guerrero at 20, um, Randy Orton at 24 and Triple H. But if you won the big belt, 
and you weren't John Cena, then no one had done it since WrestleMania 19. Uh, mm. That's an astonishing. That's 11 years. Yeah. Essentially, you talk about the, the staleness in that period. And, and, and you know, the, the, the John Cena in this one, I really enjoyed the match. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, everyone was good. Everyone, everyone was is good. good. And they booked it right. Yeah, the, the booking in this is, is a really a good example of how you can take uh, matches that I don't think you're excited about, but so long as you end it right, mm. you come out of it going, oh, great, enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah. Um, this, this is also, uh, you have to go back to WrestleMania 2000 for the last time every winner at WrestleMania was under 40. Right. So John okay. Cena is the oldest winner in this. He was 36. Um, the, the old stars <laughs> do not win. So the Undertaker's streak is broken. Triple H loses. Uh, Kane and the New Age Outlaws are pretty much squashed. So it's a sense of going, are we getting out of this real stale period? Mm. And are we going to see young, new, exciting people? Are they finally going to stop saying the best wrestler in the world is Kane. Yeah. <laughs> Kane just gets foisted on people. They just don't know what to fucking do. With. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's all funny with Kane because he doesn't... Brian got it, didn't he? Brian he did, yeah. Just... <laughs> they, they, put, they put Daniel Bryan with Kane because they felt that Daniel Bryan needed star power. Um, what the, was his name? The Diggler? Not the Diggler. What is the, the... Dolph Ziggler. No. What was, what was Brian's... Um, the Dagger or something? He was played like a superhero, kind of like... Oh, the Dingler or something. Have, <laughs> he had a stupid have, name. Uh, have you gone... Bananas. What is this? Is this <laughs> some sure. wrestling that I don't know about? I'm sure about? he had a character. Daniel oh. Bryan, one of the greatest wrestlers in the world, was called the Dingler. <laughs> the Dingler or something. It was, oh, I can't remember. I wrote it down. I'm sure it'll come up at some point. The Dazzler. The Dazzler. He was, I swear he was called the Dazzler. What's he went, the he was, Dazzler? He was like Where his, is this? I looked at loads of YouTubes and he was like this kind of, um, kind of mysterious magician kind of character. <laughs> And he's the Dazzler. Are you, are you sure that so. you were awake when this happened? I th- <laughs> Daniel Bryan is the Dazzler, and yeah. he was a magician. I was on uh, Col- Colcabana's uh, podcast a few weeks ago, and I was spaffing this stuff out. He didn't seem to mind. I, 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 you, might, you may well be right. The annoying thing is I have no way of checking this. <laughs> So, I'm the only one with a computer, and I don't have the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> and I'm recording this show, so I don't want to use the internet. I think sometimes it's nicer to leave some things uncertain. <laughs> we don't need to... i just tweet. Tweet Mark, it's yeah. fine, it's fine. Uh, this, this is uh, set in New Orleans as well. They, yes. they open up with, uh, with a little video of a sort of Mardi Gras band. So good. Because oh. so, on, on Baldwin Street, I've been to New Orleans. I, I've never planned on being in New Orleans, but I've somehow managed to be in New Orleans about five times. Uh-huh. I... Love that place because it is just drinking. Yeah. It is just, I know it's the home of jazz and the home of blues and the home of all that stuff, but it's just, Bourbon Street is just drinking. Is it a big street? I don't... No, not really. No. This is a lot of people drinking a drink called a hand grenade, which is a long plastic perspex tube uh, that, um, I realise, plastic and perspex are different, different things, but um, uh, you just drink um, really aggressive drinks uh, while uh, bands play um, Bruno Mars' uh, song, <laughs> Uptown Funk. <laughs> and I remember watching one uh, in one of the... I mean, honestly, it's every bar plays Uptown mm. Funk and maybe um, Santeria... Um, uh, by the band. Who did Santa practice Santeria? Is it the Dazzlers? Got- no. <laughs> well, they also did uh, what I got, what I got. Sublime! Hey, that, 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 that did that, not matter. The name of the band doesn't help matter. me form a mental no, image of exactly. anything better. Yeah, the lead singer died uh, after trying heroin once. Yay! Don't believe him. Do not believe his mother on that one. <laughs> I think he probably liked a lot of it. Um <laughs> <laughs> name of a dead man. They can't sue. Carry on. Yeah, happy. it's fine. Um, but yeah, he. Um, yeah, they just, they just play that. And I remember watching one band play 
playing Uptown Funk for the millionth fucking time. Mm. And they got the big tips jar and they got on the titties to stick a couple of dollars in. And the lead singer was singing Uptown Funk um, with a full fucking band, all mm. live instruments, wonderfully technically, uh, uh, technically adept musicians. But this guy who was singing could not keep his eye off the television to his right <laughs> behind the bar that was doing the arm wrestling championships. <laughs> <laughs> so he would walk to the side of the, the stage watch a bit of the arm wrestling championships, then run over and keep on doing, up, down, funk, go and give it to you. Say, up, down, funk, go and give it to you. Oh, he's, I think he broke his arm there. Is, I always, when I see bits like that, because that, that bit where they all come through and they've got the floats and things, mm. and they've got those sort of two-level houses yeah, on yeah, the yeah, side yeah, yeah. where people kind are on the balcony. French quarter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, sort of, I couldn't... I, it just looks like a set. I think I'm used yeah. to it from like Live and Let Die, the Bond film, right. you know, where they come through with the the sort of you know the the the, the funeral mm. that sort of thing, and it always has that, that. But I've always felt that is that just the road? Is it like Watford Town Centre? It is so small. It is so yeah. small, Bob and Street, and you can pay to have your own procession <laughs> so at any point. You can you know stick stick five hundred quid in, and a procession will follow you down the street. You can do that any time, I believe. Uh, amazing. Um, I remember it was a, it a girls trip uh, film uh, with a, a lot of women. It's a bit like a Hangover, but. For Female version, The Hangover. Mm. Um, I think Girls Tripping it's called um, was being filmed in New Orleans one time that I was there, and they were doing just filming constantly the, the, these kind of processions up and up and down the street and just acting and that. Um, but what I like about that is that it, what I like about the WWE version of it. So you have got all Big Show, everyone covered in beads. And yeah, stuff and they take stuff. a bit of time to actually introduce the wrestlers though. Yes. So I was watching it and going, this would have been much better with the fucking wrestlers <laughs> in. But and then, then you go, is that one? It's- oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but then, then now forever, meaningless. Um, and then, <laughs> but but the, the uh, what I quite liked is they added in Shawn Michaels ziplining. Yes, <laughs> through yeah. the, through the what the sky, the, the air, just the air. He's I'm, so magic. I'm ziplined. Oh God, <laughs> robe. <laughs> Bourbon Street. The, the funniest thing about it, and it is absolutely, I had to go back and check it, but there's a cameo in there from Slick, the 80s yeah. wrestling manager. Right. And you only see him for a brief second. Yeah. I was like, if you've gone to the bother of getting him to come in, flying him over, just do a bit more. Yeah. You have him say a line at the end. Yeah. I don't know anything. Yeah. Just like, welcome. He had a great sort of like uh, preachy voice. Yes. As well. He yeah, did yeah, become yeah. a preacher after, yeah. after wrestling. But you want him to do that. The whole point of bringing the old wrestlers back is they do their catchphrases. Well, was it not? Was it not? Did they not sort of just cut some people out of old WrestleManias and stick them in the procession? I don't think they did. So he did. Look I think like an he older is man, right? definitely okay, in right. there, and he's turned up. And he, uh, what what's clear is it, after he became a preacher, I think he was like, "Well, I do the Lord's work now." Mm. Not necessarily going to dress as a pimp. <laughs> and they were like, oh, but it's a like you know New Orleans thing. It'd be great Look, if you were at the front going. Jesus knew a few. I'm a jab soul, bro. That sort of thing. Yeah. Jesus but, knew a few sex workers. Well, I think I think there was an idea that maybe he'd said, well, maybe we could come to a compromise. And the compromise was they would put him in for a third of a second. <laughs> <laughs> as a result, um, this opens up and, and worth saying as well. Be- absolutely beautiful, the Superdome. Oh, it's, it's, it's a wonderful. giant stadium like all the outdoor ones mm. except it's got a roof yes you slightly realize how much better they are with the roofs yes it's a stu- it's a stunning set the the crowd are hot and my god starting like that like with the three men who turn up in the ring yeah at the beginning uh, it's, like, it's- I, even i i was like it got to pop out on me i was like Fuck yeah! It's it's <laughs> uh, honestly. Uh, uh, I was I, I was watching it last night with Liz, my wife, and she was you know she actually remembered this one really well. Mm. Strange thing to remember six years ago, WrestleMania. <laughs> haven't seen it once, um, but she'd forgotten that that like uh, Stone Cold then came out, mm. and then you get the Rock out. Yeah, and we watched that bit, and I would say it is one of the 
maybe five least embarrassing wrestling like in ring chats of all time. <laughs> it is it's uh, everything that that opening that a WrestleMania should be, where you are celebrating the history of this. All these people in the audience, it's not like they've got into it this year. Yeah. They got into it when they were kids. Yeah. And so you say to them, you've come to WrestleMania and here's a big surprise for you. Yeah. Yes, you knew Hulk Hogan was going to be the host, but then we put him in the ring with Austin and The Rock. Yeah. Um, Austin versus Hogan, the, the big match that never, ever happened. But what you have there is you have three guys who are undeniably three of the biggest wrestlers of all time. And they are all brilliant on the mic. Yeah. You know, that was one of their great selling yeah. points. Um, they are so good in this section. It's just a simple sort of get the crowd excited, but there's absolutely nothing about it that isn't great. And it's yeah. made better by the fact that Hulk Hogan calls it the Silver Dome. <laughs> and within that bit, they boo, and then he suddenly realises. And actually, I mean, Hogan is always, you know, especially now where, you know, he's had these horrible things come out. And I say mm. horrible things as if he's not the victim of that. Yeah. They are horrible things that, that he, he has generated. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's too easy to sort of go, oh, yeah, that guy was shit. He yeah. was the shit. And you see in this little bit how good he is. Mm. So he just comes out. He does his big um, sort of, um, uh, you know, welcome. It's so great to be here at the Silver Dome. And the crowd boo. And you can just see behind his glasses, he goes, what's happening? Yeah. How, d- how does he know? Because I wouldn't necessarily know. He's not got an earpiece in. No. I presume nobody's holding up a sign. No. Nope. shout. I he's, can't figure he, it out. I think he's just gone. That is not the reaction that Hulk Hogan gets. <laughs> I've never heard this so, before. So what has happened here? Oh, I'm the only one speaking. Must be something that Hulk has said. <laughs> Hulk, go back through memory. <laughs> so I think he, I think he says it t- twice. So he, what's funny is when he fucks up that bit about the silver dome, yeah. he doesn't go, oh, sorry, made a mistake there. No. But his body starts rejecting him. So he <laughs> says, first off, I'd like to welcome everyone here at the silver dome, here to WrestleMania 30, WWFE Network to cry... The, to tear the roof off every... And it's like the initial mistake has suddenly gone, I infect you. Yeah. I infect you with mistakes. <laughs> and so he's gone, right, I'm infected with mistakes. That means there must be a root cause, a patient zero of mistakes. And so he, he says it again, right, right here in the Silver Dome. And, it, uh, and he smiles. He goes, right, isolated it. I've remembered. It's the word Silver Dome. And he goes, I'm sorry, it's the Superdome. I was just thinking of body slamming Andre the Giant. Now I stand corrected by my Hulkamaniacs. A wonderful rescue. So good. <laughs> Hulkamaniacs. He's brought in Andre the Giant. He's brought the reason why he's there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He, he goes, here's my famous thing that you all know about yeah. me, Andre the Giant. That did happen in the Silver Dome. Yes. And then I've also saying, and thank you guys. Yes. Because you put the Hulk straight. Yeah. And Fucking... I can't do anything without you, Vitamin Gosling Maniacs. Uh, what? A an amazing talent, and to, then he shouted the N word. He yeah. didn't. He, did, he undid it all. Yeah. Wait a second. Why People did they boo when I said Andre the Giant? <laughs> oh, I've said Andre. Oh no. Um, now, he wasn't even. According to Hogan later, he said, "I the problem was I was actually reminiscing with people backstage right. about my Andre the Giant thing at the Silver Dome, and he said I was just so pumped thinking about it on yeah. my way to the ring um, that I that I said it out loud. I mean." 
I, I can't imagine all the wrestlers were backstage going, hey, remember your Andre the Giant thing? And the first thing that Hogan says is, yeah, at the Silver Dome. <laughs> Man, that dome was silver. Yeah. Now, Hogan, Hogan, it's worth saying he's actually returned because um, he, he'd had a falling out with WWE after going in the Hall of Fame in 2005. Right. And Hogan and Vince McMahon's relationship, certainly in the 90s and 2000s, was always punctuated by them having falling outs. I think it was always Vince McMahon would sort of go, I think, you know, you're coming to the end of your career mm. and Hogan would be like there's a lot of miles in the tank yet and Vince would be like yes but you're also expensive <laughs> so <laughs> I mean yes there are but image right Marvel yeah. so Hogan has actually been gone from the WWE for I think something like seven or eight years now right. possibly nine I mean he, he he's done his in 2009 this tour of Australia mm. called Hulkamania Unleashed where he's taken on Ric Flair in main events um, that's brought Ric Flair very publicly out of retirement. And I don't think, you know, WWE were over happy with that. Flair certainly looks back and wishes he hadn't done those, even though he said he did need the money. Um, But they brought Hogan back really for one main reason. He's been in TNA 2009 to 13, but they brought him back in 2014 because they're launching the network. And the network is such an important part of you know the wwe's business plan going mm. forward up to this point it's still not really making a profit no. but what it is is an industry leading sort of example of how you can lose money beautifully <laughs> <laughs> they, it is a work of art yeah what it had of course is, is is basically because hogan was such a central part of early wrestlemanias and you know wwe from if you like 1984 until well easily 1992 what you're looking at there is a big section that if you, you you don't want Hogan not to be part of your company, yes, because you are selling that back you know that back catalogue of mm. his, and so having him on here was really important for the network. At this period, they begin sort of signing up Ric Flair again, just so they have that thing of going here are the stars, and you can see them, you know, all their work. Yes, here. yeah, remember um, that from your childhood. You can watch everything ex- they've ever done. Exactly. So from the day they launched the network, um, they had uh, every single WWE. WCW and ECW pay-per-view was available. Oh. It was, I mean, it's so hard to, to to remember what it was like when you couldn't just see any wrestling from from the past. It is, there's there's no other product on the planet like that. No. And, and, I, and I'm a football fan and it, you are literally betrothed to the people who upload, you know, compilations of Leo Messi's first match yeah. to the if, theme tune it, of fucking Evanescence. Yeah. <laughs> if we'd have been doing this in 2013... You would have had to come round to my house, and we would have had to watch it on a video. Yes, and you would say, um, I'll, I'll, "I'll probably get a copy of like WrestleMania Six on mm. video," and I'd go, "Well, I hope you've got fifty-five pounds." <laughs> you know, it was that yeah. sort of level of, of, yeah. of difficulty. I mean, eBay was a big changer as well because that did make a lot of stuff, certainly old stuff, available. Mm. But up until that point, this stuff just you couldn't see it. Mm. Suddenly, for nine ninety-nine a month, it was all there. Now they also began. Bundling in the whole thing of going, you know, you get every pay-per-view for free if you have this this thing. Now, pay-per-views used to be anything between thirty-four ninety-five, and you could go to like eighty dollars. Yeah, and nine ninety-nine. Suddenly, you've got WrestleMania. So this is the first WrestleMania that you get if you just have a network subscription. So it's probably seen by a huge number of people, but mm. it doesn't have that pay-per-view record right. because those pay-per-view records are now long dead. The mm. network has destroyed it, much to their, 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 their probable sort of slow regret, really. Do, do, do they sort of onboard a lot of people and sort of go, why are you paying for the pay-per-view? Just, just sign up for the network. Yeah. We've all got computers. Yeah, there was lots of uh, a lot of the uh, cable distributors and the pay-per-view providers didn't like the fact that on the shows they would be saying, get onto the network and you, you, know, you don't have to pay for this. Yeah. They're like, you're literally on my on my satellite yeah, channel yeah. my pay-per-view providing platform mm. saying here's how you can destroy the pay-per-view 
platform providing mm. industry. Yeah. So, I mean, you can see why it was a slightly difficult thing. Now, at the time they Patreon. did this... Patreon.com forward slash WrestleMe. At the time they did this, they, they were saying, we do need one million subscribers right. for this to be uh, breaking even. And, of course, we'll get there. By the time we get to this WrestleMania, they had two-thirds of that. They had yes. about 667. Okay. The, the network has never been as popular as they always imagined it would mm. be. Um, I, I think they would have taken a financial hit even if it had been. But I think they just thought, do you know what? Everyone's going to get this. Yeah. Oh, people who aren't into wrestling it. are just like, oh, but if I ever fancy some. Yeah. No, <laughs> it doesn't work. No one ever fancies a bit of wrestling. <laughs> no. yeah, have you ever been to a sports bar and it's just on? No. no. Well, maybe the arm wrestling champ after the arm wrestling yeah. championships. But, I mean, you know, I, it, it is... It is it was a, it was a game changer. I am forever grateful for it. But I, I, again, I, we've talked about this before. But I think there is certainly a swing at the moment where they're saying we might have to get back to doing right. pay per view stuff, or there's different tiers within that. Yeah, like our Patreon, there's one tier. Mm. We are very much the the network in its early days when it was fantastic. Hemorrhaging. Um, Hemorrhaging. Within a year, within a year, Pete. <laughs> All sorts of tricky different things. If you want us to appear at your wrestling event, that's yeah. going to be a, it's gonna be a crisp 20. Well, you know, if you want Pete and I to wish you happy birthday, etc. You know, um, <laughs> I went on uh, Cameo. Uh, it, I, I've bought a couple of Cameos mm. in the past. Uh, Steve Guttenberg. Um, who else have I bought? Uh, a footballer. Um, um, I think a friend did million dollar man. Footballer, generic footballer. footballer. <laughs> I can't remember who it was now. It was Gabby Ag mm-hmm. Um, he's quite expensive. Um, and a couple of other, a couple of other people. I got my dad, um, the bald Hank out of um, Breaking Bad to do him a Father's Day message. Which was right. Nice. Anyway, um, it said uh, one of the shit Baldwin's. Stephen, yeah, Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> the usual suspects guy. He's yeah. the usual suspects and the big Trump supporter. And and, and it said. Uh, it said, Stephen Baldwin is now available on uh, Cameo. It said, Stephen Baldwin, Justin Bieber's father-in-law. It's so funny. <laughs> so funny. Reductive. He was in The Usual Suspects. <laughs> He's a shit Baldwin. Are, He's not Bieber's I, I, father-in-law. I mean, you can get any wrestler. You can, any you wrestler that you want. They are all going to you do know. it. Well, we got the great... Uh, Craig bought the great, great Carly, of course, for the show. Yes, yeah. I think it we, was I think incomprehensible. We did, I think we did play that <laughs> on a show. I mean, that, that is technically not allowed. <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, where do you sue? Cameo is based presumably in the US. In Carly space, is in India. Yeah. We're listening to it in Britain. I mean, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Jack Mates Happy Hour is back for a brand new season. It's the podcast where we talk to some of the most exciting people in the world, from Ricky Gervais. In some ways, fame makes you a better person. You know, it's like, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in God's watching me. But I, I know someone with Everyone else is. <laughs> <laughs> to undercover police officers. Can you see the fading scar there, gentlemen? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. That's where I was stabbed in the neck by a drug dealer once. Or... We just talk about whatever's making us laugh right now. When you think back to school kids' banter, like, it's well funny because of how immature it is. We had this teacher called Mr. McGibbon, and he had this big cushion that he was teaching us how to rugby tackle on. He just ran up to it, rugby tackled it, but landed on top of it, and one of the kids shouted, It's not your wife, sir. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. (laughs) Listen to Jack Mate's Happy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Jack Mate's Happy Hour is a Stakano production. Um, so, I mean, everything, uh, obviously, with Hogan, he's back in the fold. Fantastic. Mm. Nothing will go wrong. On July the 24th, 2015, WWE terminated their contract with Hogan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Hogan's lawyer said that Hogan resigned. Um, mm. Why bother why saying that? Why do that? Because you just go, oh, he was definitely fired. He, res- um, he, re- he resigned because he realised he was resigned. Yeah. <laughs> I've died for They time. removed almost all references to Hogan from the WWE website. His merchandise was taken out of WWE shop. His entry on its WWE WWE Hall of Fame page was removed. His downloadable character appearance in WWE 2K15 was cancelled. Oh, so and... people weren't patching their game. So, nope. so that would... Oh, because you wouldn't be able to play online. That's fascinating. Yep, and... Because if you if you patched your game, he would be removed. And what if you wanted to fight as Hulk Hogan? Yeah, well, maybe, he's gone. Maybe you're really right wing. <laughs> it was, he was also cut from WWE 2K16. Oh. So they were very much like, this is not going to blow over quickly. Nice. Because what had happened is National Grown Enquirer up. and Radar Online had uh, reported and published uh, an anti-black rant mm. that Hulk Hogan had uh, had made within the minutes of his uh, very controversial leaked sex tape. Yeah. Um, there are some uh, really tricky uh, issues about consent, not on the part of Hulk Hogan, but on the way that this 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 film emerged. Mm. It Over was, the love sponge. That's right. It was I his believe. wife covertly filmed uh, from a hidden camera that Hogan was not aware was there. Mm. Um on the on the film itself, Hogan, the, the the most controversial part of it was he used racial slurs in relation to uh, black men. Go 
going out with his daughter. And uh, I mean, the, the, the pro- you know, the problem for Hogan is like a lot of these things, wrestlers think, well, you know, I can twist my way out of this. And it was so blatant and, yeah. and clear and recorded. And in a moment where, you know, he, he, why would you be banging on about this when you're having sex with someone's wife? Yeah. I mean, no, it's just mad. It's confusing. Uh, he admitted to being a racist to a point. Um, he, um, I mean, I mean, Jesus. You've kind of sold yourself I, down the river a little bit there. Am you? I a murderer of women? Yeah. <laughs> to a point. To a point. To a point. I mean, there were a lot of people who came forward to, to support Hogan. Um, Hogan did apologise for his remarks, saying he used language that's offensive and inconsistent with his own beliefs. Mm. Um, Virgil said that Hogan has never given me a reason to believe he's a racist. Dennis Rodman said he is most certainly not a racist. And Kamala said, I do not think Hogan meant harm by saying that. Hogan is my brother until he decides not to be. Three strange character witnesses. Very much so. Now, these are also men of Hogan's era. And yes. they knew Hogan personally, and Hogan was obviously a huge, huge star. Mm. Um, what was less uh, supportive was the current brace of WWE superstars. Um, Mark Henry had said he was very pleased by WWE's no-tolerance approach to racism, mm. uh, and he said he was very hurt and offended by Hogan's manner and tone. And Booker T said he was very shocked as well, and he called the statements unfortunate. Booker T had used the same racial epithet uh, famously in WCW, yes. where he was challenging Hulk Hogan, and he used a word that he would have been using in aggressive circumstances <laughs> that would come naturally to him, uh, I believe, at that time. And he said that, and when he it, says it, was, it on television... It was very funny. You see his whole body shape going, who's, God, uh, that's come out. We're coming this? for you! And then he says the and, word, and uh, suddenly he just goes, Oh, God! I mean, so Oh, God! Oh, no! Sensational Sherry is, like, patting <laughs> yeah. him, going, Don't worry, it's fine. It's Everything's going to be fine. It might not be fine, but everything's going to be no, fine. I mean, it is it's, one of my favourite... Maybe, maybe it's not going to be fine, but it's happened, hasn't it? So there's no going back now. You can't get out, so bad luck. Oh, man, onwards and upwards, so move on. It's so good, but yeah, what is it? Is it is Hulk trying to say that Booker T is a, is, is a somehow? Um, uh, no, no. Uh, Booker T came as forward a black and man said, less. "Well, no. I mean, I mean, Hogan, Hogan quite wisely did just. He didn't sort of go. Let's have a big debate about, about whether right, yeah, this, yeah. this word they should be used. Say it. Yeah, right, he okay, was cool, absolutely one hundred percent. You know, this is on me. Yeah. Um, okay. He gave an interview with ABC in uh, August. So this is a, a month or a couple of weeks after after the uh, the story is broken. He did plead forgiveness for his racist comments uh, and he said he attributed them to a racial bias that he inherited from his neighbourhood while he was growing up in Tampa. Um, he mean, said that the, the term had been... How old is he there? He's in his 50s, for fuck's sake. Yeah. No, it's, fuck, mate. Well, it, and he's worked right throughout his fucking career with black uh, black performers. I mean, I mean, Christ uh, uh, Hogan claimed the term that he'd used was used liberally among friends in Tampa. Uh, his former neighbours all disputed this claim. <laughs> so, uh, now, Hulk Hogan, there's an interesting thing we'll be Who seeing Who does this. that investigative journalism? <laughs> Ever said the N-word? Yeah, I'm going to admit to it, aren't I, you fucking dickhead? <laughs> fuck me. The Hello, funny... knock, knock, knock. Did you know Hulk Hogan? What? <laughs> <laughs> the um, would you use this word? Excuse me. <laughs> Good God, no. Um, the 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 funny thing about Hogan is, over the years, he's always been uh, tricky when it comes to telling a straight story. Yes, um, and this is all about how much Andre the Giant weighs, and mm. when I lifted Andre the Giant over my head in front of 
truth a hundred thousand people at the Silver Dome. <laughs> My up. back gave way and it broke into four. It's all yeah, yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. And, and he, he almost seems to find it difficult to simply tell the truth. We see yeah. that actually in some, some incidents that come up. I mean, a bit like saying, you know, we're all talking about the Silver Dome backstage. <laughs> The classic bit that really sort of you go, what what sort of guy is he? Is on this opening where Stone Cold and The Rock come out, mm. Hogan um, actually said, I had no idea they were coming out. And it was when they came out, oh, I was as shocked on. as everybody Jesus else. Jesus Christ. And people were like, that's not how WrestleMania works. <laughs> and you've been out of the fucking game for a long time. They wouldn't trust you've been out of the WWE for a long time. They would not trust you not to know that. No, exactly. Anyway, it turned out they, they you know, within days the WWE had released their behind the scenes of WrestleMania 30 <laughs> uh, little documentary. And it's just Hogan and, and, and Austin and Rock explaining what they're gonna do. So it's not even a case if you sort of go, Oh yeah, I can see how he made that mistake. He, he does not always tell the truth for no apparent reason. I suppose it's a little bit about the business, isn't it? Where he's yeah. like, It was amazing and it was all on the spur of the moment and you go yeah but now they're filming backstage yeah, it's not like the are. 80s the undertaker the last ride <laughs> yeah um hogan was brought back in uh, 2018 um he was reinstated into the hall of fame and he actually went backstage and apologized to the locker room his apology was also controversial because he basically Oh, come on! He, um, he, in fairness, he just he'd written it down a piece of paper. He, <laughs> while he gave a genuinely heart heart moving little apology, he just held it up and he kept pointing at it and <laughs> winking. <laughs> uh, the, I don't believe any of this. <laughs> well, the apology was he basically said a thing. I think the core nature of his apology to the locker room was he was saying, "I am so sorry. This just goes to show you got to be so careful." about, like, who is watching you when you're talking and stuff. And people were like, no, 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 no. no, no. That was not the message. No, 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 no. That was not Have the Have you learned anything? Oh, man, what are you doing, I you know. dickhead? And so, so, like, the New Day were very, very uh, vocal about saying, you know, I do really do not respect that, and, and I don't, I, I wouldn't want him back <laughs> particularly. Fucking good on them. So they They're bring him brilliant. back. They're brilliant. They, they are. And they are brilliant. They bring Hogan back uh, as uh, a host of one of the Saudi Arabian shows. So they're, they're very much well, like, you're like, you know. Look, you can get away with a lot of shit out there. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's very much become the outlaw wrestling promotion is WWE Saudi Arabia, where anyone who is just, they're too old or they're too like, like toxic to use, yeah. you just go put them there. Look, it's, the, it's the part of the world we stuffed Richard Keyes and Andy Gray. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's, um, it's not, not a place I'd feel comfortable going. No. Um, I, I made it sound like there that I'm, I'm either gay or a journalist. I'm neither. Um, I'm Jewish. Yeah, well, I've got a touch of it. So, uh, out they come. The breaking glass happens. Stone Cold comes mm. in. Um, now this is this is great because Austin is very good as well to immediately pick up. You know, it's going to be back here at the Silverdome. He says, and you know, <laughs> little joke. Yeah, and Hogan, you good. can see that sort of thing of they're the lads together, and they're like, yeah. oh, "You got me, brother." Um, I mean, just Austin is so on fire here. He comes out and he does that brilliant little bit where he sort of says, um, "You know, you're the man. You've done it all. WrestleMania one, and the crowd go, "What?" <laughs> and he goes, WrestleMania 2, what? WrestleMania 3, what? And he gets all the way to WrestleMania 10 by doing that. And what's amazing is he's so in control, he's let them get what out of their yeah. system. And by the time and- <laughs> he just moves on, he goes, you get the picture, like that. And then they're like, yep, we are happy 
that we, we don't need sated. to do any more watts. We got it out of there. We yeah. have, we've been watted up to the max. Nice. We got to do it, and now we will not do it and ruin everything going ahead. And it is just, <laughs> they are, they have got the crowd in the palm of their hands in this. It's a majestic thing, and then suddenly the rock's music hits. Yeah. And out comes the rock. Now, the crowd can't believe that the rock is there as well. I, mm. I know he's main evented the last two years. He's not been announced for this card. You've got Stone Cold Austin and the rock. My wife sort of said, is Ric Flair going to come out as well? And I was like, no, sort of, that would be wrong. There, there's well, no one else. It'd be like having The Undertaker out. You'd yes, be like, oh, no, yeah. your character. Yes. And Flair coming out would be, I don't know, he's not on the same cartoon character level. Mm. And he had, he had, he wasn't WWF. He wasn't kind of like no. the new, the, the, the Vince McMahon years, effectively. The only no. other person you could, if you were doing it now, put in that group would be John Cena. Yes, that would he yeah, would yeah, fit yeah, 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 yeah. in that way that he isn't quite human, and and none of those people <laughs> yeah. seem human to me. He's a he's yeah he's a figure seller. He's a, he's a t-shirt seller. He is a uh, one you can trust in a, in a press conference. Yeah, um, he's yeah he, he is. I think the there is a slight thing you're absolutely right about that, which is all of these three people when they come out, I don't panic. Whereas slightly with Ric Flair, you go, I wonder what Ric Flair we're going to get today. Are we going <laughs> to get the one who's uh, as Ric Flair's got older? It's almost like his 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 mouth has got. Sort of, I don't know what it's ha- what's happened, but Ric Flair used to have a normal voice like this. And it's just a weird sort of. I don't know what's happened, but that would I'd worry about him coming out and doing that. Yeah. You have all that, and and him going, yeah, Silver Dome. <laughs> what did he say? Silver Dome. Oh, yeah, got you. He's doing the thing. Rock is in a fitted top here, and Rock is really flexing with the other guys. Oh and my going, god! Like, I could it, still be on top of this business. No, he could be. Yeah. He's in imperious uh, form. He looks amazing. He he's, does. he's sort of like wearing, kind of like I don't. He's, uh, I don't know. He's like he's. he's I mean. He's, he's the only he's the only one who's not a wife beater or a racist but in the fucking ring. But um, he's he looks fucking amazing. He, he never does. looked better. But he's wearing like this kind of almost like a vinyl yeah. top. It's like he's been in a lab or he's funded a lab that's got a new kind of cotton <laughs> that's completely impervious to spillages. It's called black member cotton because it's <laughs> it's so tight. It's like a snake skin, and it is. It's just I, the, the, it's the other lovely. thing it sort of did for me is a little bit of a flex, not just to sort of like because you can see he's so in shape mm. but it's, it's one of those things where you sort of go i'm wearing the sort of thing an olympian would wear <laughs> to warm up in and you guys oh you're great on the mic and you yeah. you had such a good persona but uh, i'm an athlete yeah and it and really the worst thing is... i've ever done was well, san andreas was a bit shit so <laughs> that's the only worst thing i've done i've not seen rampage but uh, <laughs> at this point it's not keeps, been made keeps, so. keeps, keeps an advertising amazon prime not, <laughs> not gonna not gonna indulge i, I am tempted i mean it's is it? I is it loved, based, it's based, based on the, the video game. game. It's yeah. based, right. So, yeah. is there? Um, what was the other one? The gorilla was the main one, yep. and he wasn't even white. So, why have they made it into like a white kind well, of? Well, he giant... was a sort of grey gorilla, was he? wasn't he? I thought he was. Am yeah. I getting confused with the video game Toki? Don't know. Oh, I don't know what that one is. Big gorilla. This is very much a conversation where we've chimp. each got fifty percent of the information, <laughs> but none of it overlaps. Do the other two? There's a lizard, and yeah. I can't remember the other third kind. No, of character. I remember the big lizard, but I can't remember the third. It was so exciting that video game. Basically. Three or four buildings, you'd climb up these skyscrapers and you would just bray the holy fuck yeah. out of them. Yeah, and at you, the end, you they would fall down. You had to get through the windows. Yeah, less Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah you coming in, eating people, eating food, smashing windows. It was perfect. And you could jump on the top. If you would jump on the top and when the skyscraper came down, you were in big trouble. And you had to get off before it fell, fell down. It was perfect. It was. It was big. It was chunky. It was exciting. Oh, man. How dare they take something so pure and go, and let's put a man in it? 
Just give me, <laughs> give me three monsters. Give me three monsters. What happens in the film? And you just go, dude, it's rampage. <laughs> yeah. The monsters break the buildings. And then but only ends. three of them. Only three. <laughs> only three yeah. of them. Only three of them. Rampage. Three's a crowd. That's the uh, follow-up <laughs> I intend to write. <laughs> you can't play a bit. I've got no doubt in my mind that there will be an arcade ROM, MAME, emulator yeah. online that you could play right now. Let's link it in the newsletter. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do that. Because fuck knows I've uh, contributed very little. Better. Monsters versus buildings is exactly the sort of thing that if you called it that yeah. it would seem hipper wouldn't it yes. go that's so cool what's it about uh, you remember rampage you know <laughs> uh, but yeah the pitch perfect opening i don't think there's a better opening to wrestlemania than no this. it was fantastic and it just it just sets the stall out that it goes Certainly. you are in for something special and uh they cover the ring in beer <laughs> yes. it's just like how's, how are they going to clean that it's so fucking disrespectful yeah. as well isn't it that you sort of go before everyone comes out here we're just going to soak this with light beer <laughs> and then um, we and then we're going to go and you guys can do your little thing have you seen the um let's have a look here i put it on our little silly thread we've got um it's still called steve austin's current twitter page uh, <laughs> yes. twitter picture it is probably changed by now but it's just still got steve on sunglasses and a hat uh looking in he looks like he may be on a boat uh but he's joined by a dog that is looking like it's just, he's got his tongue out a little bit or maybe his gum. And he mm. just looks a little bit disappointed, confused, discombobulated. Um, and he appears to be wearing a snood. <laughs> he does. He's, he's got, got a, a dog with a snood on. on it. So just uh, very enjoyable. If you if you ever want to speak to Stone Cold Steve Austin on Twitter, mm. I've noticed that all you need to do is you need to buy some of his beer. He has his own brand <laughs> right. of beer. I forget what it's called. It's called something like Broken Skull Sessions mm. or something like that. Or yeah. it, But it's made by a company, I think, called El Segundo. Mm. And it's only available in certain places in America. But I follow Steve Austin and I get to see his replies when he replies. Yeah. And the only thing he will reply to is people going, manage to pick up a four-pack of this Stone Cold beer. Hope it's good. And he'll go, hope you enjoy it. Hell yeah. Yeah, like okay. And people will just go, finally found some beer. And he's like, hope you enjoy it. Right. Like that. And it's like, there are people going, Steve, can you do me a favour? Um, I was just trying to work out a thing for a historical uh, thing. Um, Brian Pillman, when he first, and he's like... Yeah, not, nothing, not, nothing. Not about yeah, the beer. Yeah. yeah. Well, not about know, the beer. I, hey, hey, Stone Cold, I uh, just bought this Sessions, Broken Skulls Sessions IPA. It's uh, really delicious. Uh, hope I don't hit my wife after it. Um, um, <laughs> great, great. Yeah, I hope you don't too, son. Hey, Steve, I've just printed out a picture of you and your dog, and I've stuck my tongue through the dog's mouth to make it look like I'm looking at you, but... I have also bought one of your beers. So what do you make of that, you little prick? <laughs> have to respond. What do you call the Dazzler, wasn't he? Was Daniel Bryan called the Dazzler or well, not? I mean, it's worth saying. I mean, as we go into the first the first match, Triple H versus Daniel Bryan. Yes. Um, there is a brilliant video that they do of Daniel mm. Bryan, and at no point does he appear as the Dazzler. <laughs> point that out. It covers literally his career from uh, a turnbuckle championship wrestling, which is the place where he was trained by supposedly Shawn Michaels, most likely Rudy Boy. Gonzalez, um, but uh, it, uh, didn't see the Dazzler. No, did didn't, not didn't see bring it. it up. Look, look, classic, not bestseller. That's what I was saying. <laughs> but imagine dragons. It's the music, and it's just like, oh fuck, are we here already? Yeah, this is, we are hurtling towards the future, aren't we? Yeah, monster by Imagine mm, Dragons. Now, yeah. this is again seen as being one of those great WWE video packages. Yes, this tells you everything you need to know if you've never seen Daniel Bryan before. It tells you a lot about WrestleMania. I think WWE has they had. Um, I think at this point, before all of the new break kind of started mm. properly, um, mainlining, mainlining, headline, mainlining. <laughs> Uh, a lot of wrestlers have mainlined in the past. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, headline. Um, they were turning into an Imagine Dragons kind of product for me. Yes. Very corporate. Yep. Rock by the numbers. Yep. 
And what what you have here, actually, I mean, even though this is now th- this song does work, mm. I, I, it really does work. And I like the the whole thing about rather than them going, "This is his boyhood dream." Yeah, they go, "He has become a monster in his quest <laughs> to get what he wants," and I love it. He's not, yeah. he's obviously not a bad guy, but what they're saying is they're not saying he's this blue eyed guy and it's all he's ever dreamed of. Mm. But what they're saying is they're going. He will stop at nothing. Well, there's a lot of that in this show. There's a lot of subverting, like, uh, kind of corrupting people, uh, getting what they want, and and and, and, yeah. and and people having to go to the dark side to get what they need. This 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 for me is is the there, there are two storylines going on here. One is the storyline of Daniel Bryan, the WWE wrestler, mm. who is trying to get the belt and he keeps coming up against this authority who are pushing him down. The mm. reason they're pushing him down is they don't think he's best for business. There's a great line that they come up with where they have Triple H saying, you know, and I think Stephanie, they they, they say he's not the man that we want. He's not the face of WWE. He, he's short, you know, he's, he yeah, doesn't yeah. have the physique. They say he's, he's at best a B-plus player. It's such a good accusation, that. B-plus player is such Perfect. a Perfect. And what it's got here is a really, really difficult sort of delicate storyline where your storyline is based on the fact that you traditionally have been out of step with what the fans want Mm. and in this one your storyline is you're saying we are out of step with what the fans want and we will prevent it Uh, but it's a storyline so you know we're not yes and it's so hard to get that right and not over tip it now the, the, the thing with the Daniel Bryan thing is it is rooted in truth you know, he wasn't the, the, the person who they, they, they believed should have been the face of the company. But the fans made him so. Now, the, the brilliant thing about this is they'd spent the previous year um, basically doing the, the Daniel Bryan run that we see. So he'd mm. beaten John Cena at SummerSlam for the WWE title. Yeah. Since sort of 2013, the fans' swell of appreciation towards him had been just unignorable. So he's got the belt. The second he gets the belt... Randy Orton cashes in his money in the bank right. and he's screwed out of the title because Randy Orton then is champion. They have matches uh, over the next few months between Randy Orton and Daniel Bryan where Daniel Bryan is always screwed either by, you know, he wins the belt and then they go, nope, the crooked referee has said that it was a fast count and so it's taken away from him. Or Kane begins interfering in matches or the special guest referee, Shawn Michaels, will give him a super kick. And they've run this for about four or five months and then they basically go, okay, Batista's coming back, so let's get him ready for WrestleMania. <laughs> and people, uh, they put Daniel Bryan in the Wyatt family with Bray Wyatt, mm. where he becomes a convert and things, and he's a bad And people will not accept that storyline. They yeah. just they keep cheering for Daniel Bryan. They keep saying yes. And when Batista comes back, they, they boo the fuck out of him because <laughs> they do not want Bryan to stop. So this, this angle is so brilliant insofar as it taps into something real. As soon as something real comes in in wrestling, it becomes so much more powerful. Mm. And Brian in this in this match, I mean, they they just do it so wonderfully, this this bit, because I remember watching this and thinking, I can see what they've done. They've done this whole, you know, yes, will he get to the main event? But I think that they're going to teach us a lesson. Yeah. And I think they're going to just go... <laughs> Ah, fingers up to you. Ah, and instead, what they do is they go, "We're going to play on the fact that they worry that we're going to give them the V's." Yeah, and we are going to make it look at every point like we've given ourselves an out. He comes out bandaged up. Yeah, you know, um, Triple H then attacks him after the match, so oh, it's going to have be difficult to get to the main event. He ends up going out in a stretcher in the main. Event. They continually go. 
here's the reason that he can't do it. Yes. So what a hero, but we're not letting him have it. And that thing where you're watching the match and it's really not about Daniel Bryan winning, it's about the WWE not having him lose. You are hoping the whole time that the WWE will allow him to win. Mm. And that's such a weird, unique stipulation in a match. Yeah. Um, for, for me, Daniel Bryan also, you know, his story is not just that I am a wrestler who is being held down. For me, the story is he was from the, you know, year 2000 when he first sort of became a name. He was independent wrestling. He he epitomized it. He was a small guy who was never going to be in the WWE. Mm. He was always going to be at a certain level. But he would go out there and if you loved wrestling, he was one of the best wrestlers in the world. And the WWE stuff, you know, you could take or leave. You'd watch it, but you didn't watch it for the wrestling. You watched people like Daniel Bryan for the wrestling. And you watched him on third generation videotapes and you watched him on, you know, Avies mm. that, you know, were were one minute ninety seconds long. <laughs> and you would eventually watch him on sort of, you know, tape traded DVDs that you could import from the States, you know, and all through that time, you know, you see in that video, they're saying, you know, the the idea of him being a success in the WWE was, you know, pretty small. That was not the career path he was going to have. The idea that he would be fighting Triple H to get into the main event of WWF WrestleMania (laughs) is so far beyond what anyone would have hoped for who was the biggest fan of Daniel Bryan. And so this match becomes a funny thing where it becomes that thing of saying, if you loved wrestling in the 2000s and you sought it out, then you were right because it's time has come and you're now at WrestleMania and what you're seeing is you're seeing the end of a story that didn't begin last year in the WWE in 2013. You're seeing a story that began in fucking Texas in 1999. Yeah. And it's a story that you have followed the whole way with the same guy and that guy is on the precipice of taking the biggest prize on the biggest stage of all. And it's just the most thrilling thing that you can do and it's why wrestling can be so it's unique among forms of entertainment that you can have a storyline that trans it just covers continents and time spans and and you know just life Mm. and it all comes together on one night and this night it's daniel bryan and that is why this match absolutely fucking knocks shit out (laughs) Of everything else, fucking it does. thrilling, and and because and Triple H is there, you're like, it's going to be a long match, um, yeah. so, so he knows he's going to have to uh, work pretty hard. But it's, it's 25 minutes long. I mean, Stephanie mm. McMahon is wearing what kind of show? It's like a weird business blazer on. Top, oh, I love then, it. But then like weird kind of latex shorts. Do you know bottom. what she looks like? She looks like a child that's gone to do a tap dance recital, and it's a spoiled <laughs> child with a mother like um, you know one of those pageant queens. Yeah, where yeah, exactly that. Where you watch it and you go, oh god, look at this little shit. <laughs> it's so weird. It, it's pitch perfect. Mm. Now, finally as well, Triple H's big entrance makes sense in this yes. in this point. So he comes out, he's got three uh, women dressed as sort of, he's he's very much in his sort of dead Conan, uh, not Conan <laughs> O'Brien, Conan the Barbarian <laughs> stage. But he, he he's brought out by three women who would become, uh, you know, huge champions yeah. in WWE. Um, Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss. And out he comes. And for the first time you go, yes, because he is supposed to represent this bloated corporation mm. that he has full sway over. Yeah. Um, it's and- also quite anachronistic in its design. Yeah. Yeah. And you go, you're out of touch. <laughs> yeah. Look at you, the big wrestler with all the money and he can just do what he likes. Yeah. And suddenly you go, this really makes sense for this match. <laughs> Brian comes out with, with sort of furry boots on and furry boots. I mean, it's a sort of slight nod to people like Bruiser Brody who are outlaws who yeah. uh, used to have those furred boots. But, 
again, it's just he. You know, he does not look like their version of a champion. Mm. He comes out. He's. I mean, at one point, JBL refers to him as a garden creature. I love a garden creature. Lola goes off on one at one point during the match. She says, "You've been drinking milk from forgetful cows," <laughs> and that's too weird for everyone. Call JBL. No one's having that. Hey, going, kids, what? Come over and drink some of this milk from the forgetful cow. <laughs> like Why are we doing that, Jerry? Jimmy, Jimmy Savile. Sounds a bit. Sounds a bit dodgy, doesn't it? It does. Uh, look, Brian's music is also perfect. Oh, he comes ride out to, the Valkyries. Yeah. Oh, but like a kind of like a metal version. And his yes, watching the the entire stadium doing. I have yes. never seen uh, a performer. Maybe it's just because the first match, or whatever, but I've never seen a crowd hotter no. for a WrestleMania match. No. It, like I know we've talked about wrestling matches from the past. It is. <laughs> Perfect. You, you know why this is also so important to the crowd is because this match, if it goes the way they hope it will, they're not going to have to sit through the main event of Randy Orton versus Batista. <laughs> so they've they've actually got skin in this game, yes. you know. But geez, I mean, the, the actual <laughs> response that he gets is incredible. Now, the, the Triple H in this match, I think this is one of Triple H's best matches yep. of all time, and the reason for that is because. He works really well as a bully character. Mm. And Brian is smaller than him and he's quicker. So you don't get loads of Triple H having to do big moves and then sell because everyone's blown up. Mm. You get constant action. It never stops. When they first hook up, there's a bit where Brian does a a sort of roll-up and Triple H tries to hit him a few times and Brian, I think, kicks him and out goes Triple H. And he looks genuinely, not shocked, he looks like indignant that this man has actually managed to touch him. Yeah. He's like, how fucking dare this you? This five-foot-eight man. I know. Uh, I- Stephanie said I was very annoyed with him. <laughs> exactly how tall I am. I should think in real life, Brian, is a little under five. <laughs> I reckon he's I taller should, than I that, should think too. he is. Um, but, I mean, I mean, this is just great because Brian... Brian- does that sort of thing of being the underdog in this and he is just flying at triple h and he does underdog he doesn't do a uh, you know can i win you know Mm. will he slip up on a banana skin and little me might be able to sneak the pin he's just like i'm small and i'm gonna tear your throat out (laughs) and the two of them work so well together there's a, a little bit where they do a small package just a pin. Yeah. And Triple H, his kick out of that is the best kick out of any small package I've ever seen <laughs> because he kicks out like, shit, I'm stuck in this and I need to really flick to try and get out of it. And it's just little bits like that. When you go, that kick out of the small package is the best I've ever seen. Mm. You know you're just watching something special. Mm. I, I never want to see Triple H selling. I don't want to see him doing selling because I never have any sympathy for him. Yeah. I never go this huge muscular Conan figure who who owns a who billion owns dollar company. company. <laughs> you know, I, I really feel for him. But what he does in this, of course, is Brian is very good at selling. He's a good fan favourite who, who needs heat. He's got good facial expressions. And Triple H can bully him mm. and he can monster him. And I'm just going, come on, Brian, get up, kick his fucking ass. The chemistry they have together in this is phenomenal. Mm. If I was Triple H, I'd have watched this and I'd have gone, do you know what? I actually work better in this role than I do, for example, when I'm taking on Batista. Yeah. You know? It's better for me to take on people that people love and try and ruin them mm. because then it just it just works. Be That's the hand a, of the company that you are. Completely. <laughs> I think at this point as well, this was one of the first times where people were beginning to say, maybe Triple H isn't selfish. Mm. Maybe he's doing the right thing for the business. Now he owns the business. Right. Maybe he will change. And he does become a lot better. He does a crossface on on Daniel Bryan, and that move is very associated with Chris Benoit. But what it also sort of says is it says at WrestleMania, when you're doing that, you're going, I am doing a move that is slightly sort of a shoot move. Mm. We're sort of going, we're crossing a, a, a thing of taste here because this is serious. Yeah. And I, I find that All sort of fascinating. Yeah. 
the commentators also on this match were JBL King and Cole. They do a fantastic job because all they do is talk about the match. Mm. They don't talk about what's coming up. They don't talk about, you know, so King, you've certainly uh, had some furry boots in your time, whatever that would mean. Um, <laughs> he but, never got. He never yeah. got responding to that. <laughs> Um, and the they they just concentrate on the match and you realize the power of of you know commentators who are actually aiding the match Mm. rather than and the clearest example of this is in the divas invitational they are just talking about the match before and it makes it so unimportant Mm. the commentators make this match even bigger than than Mm. than it it, you know would have otherwise seemed they the the actual end little bit he does a, a missed running knee uh, Daniel Bryan, and he gets hit with the pedigree, and people go, shit, fuck. <laughs> One, two, and he kicks out, and yeah. it's just the noise, the, <laughs> the sound of hope, the sound of hope that WWE is going to be better than it's been, <laughs> you know? Just they scream, and, and, and just all the moves look really brutal because both men look like they're trying to win. A really simple thing in wrestling that people just don't do. Finally, Brian hits the knee and uh, the audience has won, are jumping up and down. Mm. I, I think, you know, you, I, I don't think there is... You were talking about the crowd, about, you know, how you've never seen people more into a match. I don't think there is a more popular match in WrestleMania. No. Um, you know, had they done, for example, Eddie Guerrero versus Brock Lesnar at a WrestleMania where Eddie won the title, yes, you could say that that probably would have been. But the reaction from the crowd here as one, they've not only seen a really, really good match, they've also seen a result which is thrilling and has implications for the match they're going to watch later. Yeah. And it's just, I think it was... It still didn't seem possible until it happened. And when it happened, you went, shit, they're actually doing it right. It was proper fucking thrilling. Yeah. Um, you get a, a post-match beatdown, and again, they're saying to the audience, look, he cannot possibly win. Mm. So he's had a good run. Yeah. But you know, this is the, this is the way we'll take him out, and mm. it won't make him look bad. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid audience. <laughs> um, once that's over, Pete, one hour has passed. And I, I honestly, I looked at the the thing. I was like, an hour. Well, I was like, sure. Yeah, I was sure. Yeah, right. No, no. This, oh, this, this. You, we, could have, also, you could have watched all of that in this time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but Jesus Christ, I watched it and I was like, how the fuck? Did, how the fuck was that an hour? Oh yeah, that, no. that felt like that felt like fifteen minutes. The most enjoyable bit of Triple H. I mean, Stephanie McMahon is really good as well. Like, she's she was, great. She was really good. Every time they cut to her and she's saying something as well. Yeah. She isn't just saying, "Go on, then, go yeah. on." She's there's a great bit I think where he does a pedigree and he kicks out a two and you know Triple H rolls back to see her and she just goes do it again do the pedigree again <laughs> which I thought was I don't know it's just funny when people say stuff and you go oh they're actually saying you know there's proper some, some stuff lovely, like with, I'd say like an some, idiot with some of the presumably the the, the pre-organized um, spots the, the the camera work the camera mixing is really really good as well they didn't show the chair shot I presume for, for, for obvious reasons but yeah like they, yeah they they um the, the certain times throughout the whole of WrestleMania 30 they just seem to get the camera angles cut cut cut, cut there cut, is some really good stuff well. what you can see here as well is that's the thing that in recent years and so we're only what six years away mm. in time from this WrestleMania to the present day is they've obviously looked at that and gone that really works mm. and they've really upped the amount that they do the cuts and the and the crash zooms when moves are happening yeah. to the point now that I was watching I was oh, Christ I can't remember what it was but the first 20 seconds of uh, I think the last NXT maybe the NXT Great American Bash I watched that for 30 seconds and I thought I am going to be sick 
it was it was <laughs> there must have been 50 cuts within 20 seconds and i was like i actually feel ill is this Fantastic. Is this is this mk ultra <laughs> is, is this what they're doing am i going to go out and start doing a really pro wwe episode of wrestle me uh, yes i am because it was wrestlemania 30 yeah. and i enjoyed it very enjoyable very good and that was just the first match i know amazing eh? god imagine if this was free um, oh. <laughs> some people it is it is very lazy um, but if you want to hear what happens uh, next because i want to know what happens next we've not recorded it yet get on over to the page patreon.com forward slash wrestle, wrestle me pod yeah i think you know by the time that this comes out i think we'll uh, we'll have just wrapped up wcw's wrestle war 91 mm. and i believe we're going to be tackling wcw's super raw 91 Come which on. is a fucking banger i've just uh, said patreon.com forward slash wrestle me pod it's actually just wrestle me it is yeah forward slash Wrestle me. Wrestle me. Uh, the Twitter is at WrestleMePod if you want to offer mm. Pete and I bookings in uh, <laughs> small wrestling federations in the towns near where we were born. Because, let's face it, a little bit thin on the ground at the moment, aren't you? So... <laughs> Very true. Uh, Pete, will you wrestle me? Yes, Mark, I will wrestle you. <laughs> Two years of changing the... Changing the... T- <laughs> Bye! Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.